We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of Empire Media, Empire Media Podcast, T-Mendy here, joined by a guy that's next to line up in the 49ers back. It's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? You know, that's pretty much true. It's the next man up mentality. It's been that way for years. You're a Shut person up. with a heartbeat, so you're definitely ready to line up in that backfield and maybe get four yards of carry. Who knows? I mean, uh, in Kyle Shanahan's scheme, I don't think I would get tackled for negative yardage. I might be able to get one yard. You probably get one there. yard in your career be over. But, uh, yeah. Either Doc or Marlon Mack. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Doc? Is that, am stop. I supposed to say Doc here? Yeah, I guess you could you could sweet talk of me. I, I hear I don't have a ruptured Achilles, or I'm not coming off of one. Yeah, that's true. Also, of course, the smooth voice you hear is the man who hates Carl Anthony Towns as a number mm. one, as mm. much as he loves Kyler Murray as his QB one. It's the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. What's up, man? You've been listening to the basketball pod, haven't you, Davey? Every week, man. I got it. I always when I'm working out, I got your pod pumping. Yeah, I love man. It, man. Appreciate the plug, man. Of course, of course. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the Triple Play Basketball Pod, uh, Brad's always dropping some good knowledge and some good takes on there. Uh, free plug for you there. But of course, I don't need to plug this man, but I, I'm going to anyway, because you know of him anyway. We welcome in a man that studies human behavior for a living. Yep. So he's going to be disappointed with the behavior he sees on this show. Oh. He's a writer okay. at DLF, creator of Shout Load out. the Wagon. Shout and out. coming off. <laughs> Wait, what? Shout out. I'm just shouting out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. You, He's the creator of Load the Wagon Dave's, and Coming Dave's Off the Edge, hype, man. Yep. where there's chaos left and right. Right and this left. This guy has a YouTube checklist that checks off Thank every you. box of what you want in a video. Uh, a man that seems to be okay. a fan of Moe's, and that's all right mm. with me. Yeah. We welcome dude. in Corey Spall. What's going on, man? Thank you. First off, thank you guys, Doc, David, Brad. I appreciate it being on. And thank you for the introduction. Uh, that was the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> hey man, I had to do it big for the big time man, Corey. Uh, love your work. Okay, love all thank that you. you. Do okay. I'll and, take uh, the comments. I need to backtrack a second because okay. the DLF gig—it's not like new, new, but it's fairly new. ish Fairly new, ish. Yeah. Shout out to Open Bar. Yeah, ish. Yeah. So, can you tell us how you got the gig and how you've yeah. been? Uh, what's um, been like so far? Yeah, it was super neat. Uh, I met Ryan McDowell and Canton. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, daddy's home for introducing me and we just talked a little bit and then uh, a couple weeks after canton ryan just messaged me like hey you want to come work for dlf and i was like absolutely that's always been a goal of mine dynasty is the cool thing so shout out to dlf yeah they did you have a, a second one. question to that i forgot what you asked <laughs> Wait, wait, when you said when you said a liker of Moe's, are we talking Ned's yeah. declassified Moe's? I no, wish. Mo's, what? Moe's the, the restaurant. The, like the cake, dude, oh. the, the cake, you know, like Chipotle and Qdoba, right? Yeah. And then Moe's. So, yeah, Moe's is good. Okay. I prefer okay. their queso. Now, their queso is what separates them from Qdoba and Chipotle. Like, have you had Chipotle's queso? No. Good. You don't want to. Have you had Qdoba's <laughs> queso? Uh, it's a fine. long time ago. I, I don't go to Cadoba. You're asking yeah, the wrong person. Why would you? Okay, who am I supposed to ask, Brad or David? Uh, yeah, Dave. Brad Dave's everything. got Dave's a fantasy foodie. If you what, oh, heard. that's right. Oh, that's we right. got to do a right. Moe's challenge, dude, where you just get a cup of queso and you just drink it. Like that's all you need to do. Their queso <laughs> is the best. It's uh, that like, good. Well, uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, it's my Twitter header for a reason. Like <laughs> Qdoba, Chipotle, and Moe's, like the food's all the same. You know, get a chicken burrito, a chicken bowl, you know, get your beans, uh, tofu if that's your thing. But the, what separates Moe's is specifically the white queso that has jalapeno chunks in it. 
And also they have a freed salsa bar. So is this even a fantasy football podcast or could this just be a Moe's podcast? Uh, it's I turning it's into a Moe's, but are you secretly promoted by them? Uh, not a sponsor, but could be a sponsor. Moe's, you follow me. Just reach out. <laughs> there we go. They follow Hey. They follow, Let me get a free t-shirt. Yeah, they follow me. Let me get a t-shirt. I'll, I'll wear it every show. <laughs> I'll hang it up instead of a painting. I love this. This is the one stupid purple light. The bar too low, man. You don't know. You don't want a T-shirt. You want free food. I there's do. A boat, there's I a boat right across from our gym. You're gonna make me go tomorrow and Thank get you. it. Get the get the queso. Um, I don't know if they they just previously brought on. Um, they partnered with Frank's. They made a red hot like queso. It was fine. Um, the white case, dude. Yeah, queso. I mean, if you don't do you know gluten, they they got a bowl for you, a grain bowl. You know. Look at, Look at you. The way. way. Look at you the way Corey looks at Moe's, and then you mm. know you made it. Dang, dude, my mouth is watering. <laughs> Salivating. Well, I love it. Of course, we may talk about more food on this show, but we'll, of course, get to what we have yeah. on topic for tonight. Or we'll try to, at least. We got our week one short stories, stuff mm. or fluff, our favorite DFS stacks, and our obscure tight end touchdown of the week prediction. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm sure stay Brad tuned. did his research for that, didn't he? Of course. <laughs> I, yeah, of course I know. Uh, then, of course, we have our question of the week. If you were to design a commercial for fantasy football, how would you design it and who would be in it? As always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if mm. you guys are ready to get another episode started, mm. then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! Woo! Where's my... else? Why, why is my... Okay, hold on. It's supposed to do this. Oh, That, yeah, that delay. Also, for why everyone's so quiet? <laughs> they were like, "All right, we're used to this. We're ready, ready to cut to that." But uh, I see, Corey, you're gonna you're the hype man for me tonight. I appreciate. Okay, that. they're they're dead energy right now. Well, so. like they assumed you're gonna press the button and play the intro. So that's right. a segment. So lock with there, but I respect your transition. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some headlines to cover here first. The first one: the Jags and Panthers made a trade. Basically, uh, the whole fallout here. No one cares about defense for fantasy football. The trade that matters, the, or the aspect that matters here, is Dan Arnold is going to the Jags, and Tommy Tremble is now stepping up as the tight end option for the Jaguars or for the Panthers in this situation here. So, Corm, I start with you. Are either of these tight ends worth picking up in fantasy football? You said me, right? Yeah. Gotta start with you, man. That's that's a good question. Tommy Tremble, twenty-one year old rookie. Obviously, we know rookie tight ends typically take a year or so to acclimate. I mean, Pat Fryermuth is proving us otherwise. Kyle Pitts, how sad. Um, Tommy Trouble, I guess, right? But it's not like the Panthers really target the tight end that much. So when you look at Dan Arnold's, like, sure, you know, he has more value than what the Panthers had. So Jaguars, whoa, pause. Jaguars obviously thought he was an important piece in the trade. They traded him and a third for the first. So with having Chenault, Chark, and Jones as the only viable receiving options, pair that with Lawrence having to throw the ball often from being behind. What's to say four to five targets per game for Arnold is out of the question. Now, when you look at Arnold as an athlete, he's a great athlete. He runs a four, six, eight. He has agility and speed scores above the 93rd percentile. So athletic tight ends are always cool. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, I mean, if he's stepping in the James O'Shaughnessy role, James O'Shaughnessy was getting a ton of work, and he's running mm -hmm. a ton of routes for the Jags. So I think he there was, could be a sneak. Then he got forward. injured, right? He yeah, was running routes. He was running routes, but O'Shaughnessy only had nine targets through three games. Like, I, I'm not willing to make the bet that Arnold's a, you know, a magnitude sure. of an upgrade to make them change their schemes to pass to the tight end more. I think, you know, on paper, it makes a lot of sense what Corey was saying. Like, because they're down so much, the game script tends to lean towards passing and why wouldn't Arnold get a, p a piece of that? But if if the tight end's only getting nine nine targets in that offense, I, it's hard for me to actually shift my focus to want to want to have a piece of that action. Even if it was like Darren Waller, 
you know, like you have to respect the scheme as as it's played out. And the fact is they don't target their tight end. So uh, I'm not really interested in Arnold. Yeah, right now, if you go to PFF, Dan Arnold is down towards the latter third as far as the advantage for the matchup for tight end on which corner is supposed to be guarding him, which is Logan Wilson of Cincinnati, minus 17% matchup rating. So they're not at least this week expecting great things from uh, Dan Arnold there, but we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out. Uh, Trumbull is interesting on. in Dynasty, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. go ahead, Doc. I was going to say with any tight end outside, like the top three and then like the top five, six, you're banking on getting a touchdown, which is why we have the obscure tight end touchdown of the week future plug. So if Trumbull can get a touchdown, I mean, that's value right there. There you go. Let's talk about something else that happened. James White is now out indefinitely after suffering a hip subluxation. There you go. That can speak nice. Before being <laughs> carted off the field at Gillette Stadium. He's there's no timeable right now, but you hear anywhere from IR to potentially maybe the rest of the season. Uh, so he's going to be gone a while is basically what this is saying. So there's been names that have been floating around all over the last 24 hours. You have Ramondre Stevenson potentially stepping in. You have JJ Taylor, who could be the James White light. You also have, of course, uh, Brandon Bolden, the special teams king, who could come in and get some snaps. So I'm going to ask you, I'll start back with Corey. If all three of those guys are th- are free agents, which one are you trying to pick up? Yeah, that's a great question. You kind of hit it there. Who's going to benefit the most from a pass catching running back missing time? You know, Damian Harris will have his role. Is it JJ Taylor or Manjay Stevenson or Brandon Bolden? So, you know, when you look at it, what happened when James White got injured? Brandon Bolden saw his snap share go up to 46%, his offensive snap share. Previously, he had three and 0% in week one and two. He saw four targets in week three. Was this just due to, you know, Bill Belichick loving Bolden? He's a special teams guy, a good, a great player for the organizations. Was this just familiarity to get him in the game? And now maybe they might prep JJ Taylor to take on a more of the pass catching role. I'm probably saying just avoid it, but if I had to pick one, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to go with Bolden just because he actually saw that huge increase in snap share and targets. Yeah. I, again, this is such a cloudy area and it's Bill Belichick that we don't really know. And again, people are questioning Ramondre Stevenson and the fact that he fumbled is Bill Belichick, especially against Tom Brady and the Patriots or the, the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Are they going to trust him? You know, they want people that are going to hold on to the football. So, I, I, Doc, do you are you on board with Bolden as well, or are you leaning a different direction? No. So, I think next week it's just going to be a kind of wash game. I think it's it's going to be so much on the storyline. I think Bill Belichick is going to have a defensive minded approach to try to limit Brady and Gronk as much as possible. I like Ramondre Stevenson long term for the season value. This is Brandon Bolden's ninth year in the NFL. We know what he is at this point. He's not all of a sudden going to be an RB two or flex. J.J. Taylor has four targets in his career. And Ramondre Stevenson had 30 carries for 216 yards in the preseason. Obviously, I know the fumble put him in the doghouse, but I think he has the highest upside. I don't think we're going to see it this week, but I think for the rest of the season, he's the guy you want to own. All right, well, so it sounds like if you start a Patriots running back this week, that you get a smack on the head (laughs) because that's – not smart. I guess I have to get used to a delay for some reason. There's things going on with my <laughs> soundboard here. But yeah, don't start a Patriots running back this week against those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to have to probably be throwing a lot. So uh, yeah, not, not looking too good there. But a couple of last bits here we'll get to. Josh Gordon signed with the Chiefs. We're going to get to more on that later, kind of break that down a little bit. KJ Hamler is now mm-hmm. done for the season with a ACL tear and actually looks like even potentially more than that. Oh, no. So uh, I liked KJ Hamler. He was a Nice piece for that Broncos team, but now you can probably expect Tim Patrick to step up there. Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, you know the the usual suspects there. And then the last thing I want to get to here with the headlines, CMC is not going on IR. So you would expect he's either missing one or two more weeks. So I'm going to ask you guys, Brad, I'll start with you. Chuba Hubbard is a free agent in your league. How much fab, what percent of your fab do you think you're spending on him? Last week coming off 14 touches for 79 yards after spelling him. So, Brad, what are you doing? You know, I'd, I'd probably blow the budget for Chuba. I, I, from anywhere from 50 to 75% of my fab remaining is what I'd spend on him. You know, 
I think CMC has garnered a track record of injuries at this point of his career. And, you know, considering the fact that having his handcuff might lead to a lot of usage is is something that you, you can't really find on the waiver wire all the time. And he's the kind of back that gets better over the course of the game. He's a shifty bruiser. And even when CMC comes back, you know, how many times have we seen somebody tweak their hamstring again after mm-hmm. being deemed healthy? You know, it's a nagging injury and CMC gets too many touches to not get dinged again. So I think it's smart drafting by the Panthers to recognize they needed to spend the draft capital there instead of, you know, saying we have CMC, so we're good. And it also makes Derrick Henry look like a superhero because I don't know how he gets <laughs> yeah. all the touches and just stays healthy all the time. So I, I, I like Chuba a lot. Okay, so we got 50 to 75% from Brad. Corey, are you going that as well? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, even if it is the two weeks CMC is presumably missing, that's two weeks of RB1 potential usage, and that's two weeks that you could win. And Mm -hmm. like Brad was alluding to, like, what happens if he does get Reed injured? What happens if the Panthers just are not doing well and they give him the Joe Mixon treatment and shut him down for the rest of the year? Who knows what might happen? Chuba then is an RB1. You saw the usage, 17 touches or so. You know McCaffrey gets 25 to 30 a game. Not saying all of it goes to Chuba, but you know he's taken on a good majority. We saw his you know athletic ability and what he can do. So you gotta you gotta go get get your guy. Hopefully he's better than Elijah Mitchell and all that money <laughs> people spent on Mitchell. <laughs> yeah I um I, I most of my leagues I saw about 75% mm-hmm. of their budget on him. So yeah. Yeah, it's not looking too great right now. Doc, are you can we are we all in agreement here? Can we move on? Or are you different? No, I would actually go lower than that. So Christian course, McCaffrey yeah. isn't going on IR. Well, I, you asked. No, he's not going uh, he, he's yeah. not going yeah, on IR, which means he's out this week, likely next week. So figure it's maybe a two to three week injury. They're not expecting it long term. And I think what everybody's doing now is they're chasing Mike Davis from last year, thinking that McCaffrey's gonna be out an extended period of time and that uh, he's going to provide similar value. The Panthers are 3-0 and right now. If McCaffrey's healthy, they're going to want him to play because this is the mm-hmm. best start they've had in about five or six years. And Roy- Royce Freeman had five carries last game, so it's not going to be the McCaffrey usage where it's 90% and they don't have a capable backup outside Mike Davis like they did last year. I think, yes, he can help you win those one to two games, but they also played the Texans. They have a tougher mm-hmm. schedule coming up. So I just don't like blowing a lot of my fab this early in the season. That's a good point. And I also will add to your point as well, Doc. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what Chuba Hubbard is in pass protection, but if they can't trust Chuba Hubbard in pass protection, that Royce Freeman might take some third down snaps potentially from him as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. He was out there on third downs during the, the game last week, though. Okay, so it's again something to keep an eye on. Like Doc said, Royce Freeman will probably get some touches there. It's not going to be just a CMC like show for Chuba. But I agree. I, I would probably with you guys. I'm probably spending like maybe forty to fifty percent of my budget. Um, I mean, again, especially if you're zero and three or one and two, then yeah. you need some wins, right? So I mean, even if he he's in there for two weeks and gets you two wins, that's worth it, right? I mean, that that alone. It could be huge for you guys. So it could also be a trade piece. You know, maybe you blow your budget on the fab and then you get it on the back end and trade it to somebody that needs them. So, you know, you could do a lot. An asset's an asset. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, well, go with session on the headlines. But uh, I got to know, guys, if, if you enjoy the content, do you guys enjoy the content from Triple Play? Corey, if, if you didn't yes. know the content, I'm going to give you the plug anyway. Okay. So. Of course, all the great stuff going on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball, basketball podcasts, the Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, the Tripwire. On the YouTube channel, we've got our Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, and more. And if you want to check out some articles, you can go to our website, tripplayfantasy.com, and stay in the know with everything coming from the social media account at Triple Fantasy on Twitter. Now, if you've been wanting to live on the wild side, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But the idea of jumping out of a plane or robbing a bank seems a little too dangerous for you, mm-hmm. and you'd rather settle for a fantasy football podcast. Look no further, Bud, because you came to the right place 
and that's no cap. All right. Mm. So we're going <laughs> to like, I like how you digest it. It just, it speaks hey, to me. Get a plug it. I was listening. There we go. So <laughs> if you're enjoying the show in the live, you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. If you're on the podcast version, we got to pay our bills. So we'll jump into our week four preview right after this quick break. And we're back. All right. So it's definitely throwing me off a little bit. I don't, Cor, I don't know if you've done a stream since the, uh, the switch from Periscope to Twitter, mm-hmm. but like they, for some reason they can't, com- you can't have comments from Twitter come in and like, it's weird, like how it's like streamed. Okay. So I'm still getting used to, no, I got one tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Just don't be discouraged when you're like, why is there like nothing popping up? Cause they have, apparently it's like a problem they're working on. Yeah. Go figure. Um, so anyway, let's start with our week. question from our boy Jason here before we go forward. Hey, shout out Jason. Uh, I guess he's only talking to you, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't answer his Just questions kidding. on this show. Nope. Uh, anyway, so let's let's talk about our uh, our week one or not week one, our week three short stories. Cool story, bro. All right, so this can be a victory lap. This could be something you want to come clean about, a surprise. Basically, it's your sixty seconds to talk about your week three in a nutshell. So Corey, I'll start with you. Huh. What is your? Uh, yeah. Or do you well, want? Do you no, want? Let's time? go. I got, I got this. Right. I, I love it. I love it. All right. All right. This is the time we're going. Um, yeah. Week three. So I don't actually play that much league. So nothing really much goes on except for a couple of best ball charity leagues. What just I'm used to is getting all the injuries. That's cool. I forgot to take out T Higgins in a lineup. You know, so shame me for that. So <laughs> I don't have any victory laps. I'm just out here trying to have some fun playing some fantasy football with friends and some people from the community. So I'm just having fun. That's the most important thing that we should know. I guess if you want to win, that's cool, but you know, have the bar set low. So when you over exceed, you feel better. And if you don't achieve it, you know, you won't be that sad. So no, uh, no quote tweets from week no, three or yeah. taking things from the summer. I saw that was no, a it's not, yeah, topic. yeah, not my thing to do that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like it's cool. Corey, you're the man. You're the man. I've, you. I've, every minute. <laughs> no drama, Corey. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Like, cool. Uh, Brad, Thank did you. you have time to come up with your short story out of nowhere? I don't really have a short story. It's just kind of a thought. Um, in one of my dynasty leagues, I made an absurd trade. I actually took over the franchise um, from an old colleague. So I had like three years of rebuilding. And I'm really going for it these last two years and try to make the playoffs for the first time in the history of the franchise. Let's go. And then um, I made an absurd trade for Darren Waller before the first week. Uh-huh. And he went off and had like 19 targets and whatever. And I, I was feeling real good about it. But right now he's kind of middling. He's in that 3-4 of the TE range. And I, I'm worried that he's going to kind of level out there. I was expecting more of a, you know, somewhere between... 10 targets a game for him in that offense. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that I made a bad trade there. So that's, I don't know if it's a story or a nightmare or a thought. I don't know, but mm. it's, that's what I got to say right now. Are you going to tell us the trade or no? Yeah, man. I'm kind of embarrassed. All right. It was, <laughs> it was a, th- a two and a three this year and a one and a two and a three next year. And wow. Miles Ga- and miles Gaskin. It's <laughs> fine. It seems about what you need. I, I thought it was fun, uh, considering there's only like three elite tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figure why not? Why not book them? And that that's been my like problem area for the entire tight end premium or no? Two years, no, no premium. Mm. Doesn't matter anyways. No, and it does and for Waller, no, but it's also no PPR as well. Ew. Oh, oh David, right. David, 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 David you go to, yeah. can, can you go to me? I'm going to continue to rain on Brad's parade. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Good. All yeah. right. All right. You know, I switch off my my short stories between good and bad news, happy and sad times. Last week was sad. Today is happy. We're going to put on the glasses for this to start out. Don't you the props. All right. The Seahawks are one and two and last in the NFC West. That's great news. This is a 49ers fan talking. So that's things awesome. you love to hear. Also, the Chiefs are one and two. Uh, <laughs> uh, come back away from being 0 and 3. But this is where I'm going to take my victory lap so far. And uh, Brad, it's about Mr. Calvin Ridley. The targets are going to be there. Well, you know what? He's tied for six in targets with 29. He's been peppered, peppered with targets. Five for six. He is PPR, wide receiver 25. Non-PPR, wide receiver 35. That is 
very far away from being wide receiver one, <laughs> closer to being wide receiver seven. Maybe I was a little bit too bullish on him. Either way, Calvin Ridley, doesn't matter. He's going to get the targets. Targets equals wide receiver one. Nope. That's my victory lap. After, after three weeks? Yeah, after yes. three weeks, I'm already getting called out. I love it. <laughs> Clip it. Fred, Fred, are you new to fantasy Twitter? People take victory laps after I the know. first quarter of game one. First play, yeah. I will say, Doc, you, you, have, you have been spot on with that. I think over the longer sample size, targets does equal production, and I think he'll finish – very high. It'll come around. Rankings, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. You've been right so far. Arthur Smith's got to figure it out. You know, he maybe does. he'll get into wide receiver two range soon. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> oh, man. Doc, you, you must have been. You must he was waiting about for that, that dude. Yeah, oh, I was waiting. He woke up ready. He was like, this yeah, I was waiting. Was I, and everything. I, I chose violence today. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. All right. Well, let's move into our next seg- uh, segment here. And we call that stuff or fluff. I don't know if I found my the right sound. This is fluff. And then stuff. Oh. All right. So, uh, okay. okay. So, stuff or fluff, how this works, it's pretty much like hot or cold, fire or ice, uh, uh, news or noise. Like, it's our, it's the only version I feel like that wasn't taken. So, this is stuff or fluff. I'm going to give you a statement. You're going to tell me if it's something you think has like oomph behind it, some stuff, or you think it's a bunch of marshmallowy fluff that we mm. should not buy into. Some s'mores. Oh, I like that. I like that. Sounds actually really good right now. Mm -hmm. So first stuff or fluff we have here, Josh Gordon will be fantasy relevant in 2021. Corey, is that stuff or fluff? Um, Fluff. Oh, any reason why? I mean, like if he is, congratulations to the person who spent money to acquire him. He's got to learn a new offense, a new quarterback to learn that timing stuff that goes on. He hasn't played in the NFL since 2019 where he had Russell Wilson. He put up 27 receptions and one touchdown in 11 games. You know, he did have a solid start. He got injured in week six and then only had 11 targets the rest of the season. But, I mean, cool. You know? No. All right. So we have no one no for Josh Gordon. Brad, I feel like you are a huge Josh Gordon guy. I'm curious on your thoughts. Is he going to be somebody that we should try to pick up in free agency this week? I, I always root for him and I always pick him up. But if I'm being completely honest with, with myself and go. everybody else, it's fluff. Yeah. Um, oh, there know, you I, go. I had an I had an article published on Fantrax a few weeks ago about how I'd finally given up on Nicole Hardman because I realized mm-hmm. being the wide receiver too in Kansas City means nothing. It's just Hill and Kelsey get force fed as they should be, and the remaining players just need to be in the right place and they'll get their targets, but not at a consistent level. Josh Gordon to KC sounds great on paper, but using him as anything other than like a waiver wire ad for depth is probably going to lead you to be disappointed. I think like Corey mentioned, this is more Josh Gordon to the Seahawks than it is Antonio Brown to the Bucks. So mm, I, I think it's, mm, good it's good to kind of temper mm-hmm. your expectations. A bit. Good. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I mean, the closest thing you could have is Sammy Watkins when he was there, but that wasn't a consistent week to week thing. You'd have those random outbursts of games or a big catch, but not mm-hmm. consistent fantasy production. So that's probably best case scenario. So I, I agree with you, doc. Are you on the same page as well? Yeah. And the thing about Josh Gordon, like you root for him to come back, but the thing is he's had multiple relapses and obviously like his personal life comes first and foremost, but the old expression, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me, or fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like, how many times are you going to go down this road? I think everybody's chasing the upside we saw when he had 1,646 receiving yards in 14 games. Like, that's his upside, but that's not what you're going to get anything remote close to in terms of production. Yeah. I, Alan, Josh, score, and I think we're all in agreement on that. Did, um, did they get. I don't remember if they made this so for just basketball or if it's for the NFL as well. Did they make marijuana legal? I think they just don't test for it. Okay. okay. I don't know if they made it like legal, but it's just a substance they may not test. And I don't, don't do it. Don't fact or fact check me. Don't believe me. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm with you there. And I, you know, I don't know what level he might be the kind of guy that needs to be, you know, completely sober from maybe, all drugs. Yeah. Too. A little more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like so, like you said, Josh yeah. Gordon, the player is great. Like you root for yeah. him for sure, but to mm-hmm. assume he's going to be fantasy relevant just because he's with Patrick exactly. Mahomes with Andy Reid, like, nah. 
But, uh, but I think we're maybe, all rooting for him, which means something. Yes. So rooting yeah. for him yeah. for sure. Definitely rooting for the guy. You want to see him play. Like that's this is his passion. Yeah, I, and yeah. I, it's kind of a microcosm for all of us, right? Like you nice we all word. want to be given yeah, we all want to be given, you know, as many chances mm-hmm. to, to succeed and fail as, mm-hmm. as possible. And you know, he's a guy that he's he tries to do all the right things and sometimes life just doesn't work out for you and you can't fight certain things. So um, hopefully this is however many times the charm and, and, you know, he can be a, somebody to look up to for a lot of people that, that fight what he's fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. hundred percent. All right. Let's move to the next one here. And the next stuffer fluff for you guys, the lions will have two top 24 PPR <sighs> running backs in 2021. As it stands today, DeAndre Swift question. is RB three at mm-hmm. 20 points per game in PPR. Jamal Williams is RB 10 at 15 and a half points per game in PPR. They have both all but one carry this season from Detroit Mm -hmm. players. And they also, DeAndre Swift has the highest target share in the Lions offense. Jabal Williams is fifth in target share, but still had, they both, but he still has over a 10% target share in that offense. So they both look, they're going to be high usage in this offense. So Brad, I'll start with you by the end of the year. I'm pretty sure we're pretty sold on DeAndre Swift being a top 24 running back. Will Jamal Williams join him or top five? Yeah. Even potentially. Yes. I think this one is, I've got this one as stuff. You know, I, I'm shocked at the amount of targets Swift is getting out of the backfield. He's got 23 so far. That's top 25 among wide receivers so far this year. That That's incredible. And Williams isn't that far behind with 14 targets. Golf is conservative, and their wide receiver weapons aren't exactly brand names with the track record of, you know, NFL production. So between Hawkinson and the running backs, there's really nowhere else to go. So uh, I, I see no reason that this trend won't continue. So I think it's definitely stuff. Doc, what do you think? Both top 24? Well, I'm again, well, Swift, obviously. Yeah, obviously, uh, Swift will be, but this, to me, this is fluff. And I look at Jamal Williams' targets. He it went from nine the first game to three to two. Hmm. And really, if the 49ers could hold on to a fumble or if they could recover an onside kick, the Lions game script week one, they're pretty much not getting those garbage time points. Jamal Williams has 28 carries for 121 yards on the year, so it's 4.3 yards per carry. I think that's where we're going to see more of him used as an in-between-the-tackles runner. But I don't expect that high target share like DeAndre Swift has. So I'd say fringe top 30, but I can't start him as an RB2 every week. Okay, so you have we have one stuff, one fluff. Corey, you got to be uh, the oh, ice. you got to break it here. Yeah, here now. it is. Um, I'm going to go stuff, actually. Doc made some great points, but the way I'm trying to think about it is like DeAndre Swift can probably finish top 24 on just receiving work alone. Williams respectable receiving option. As Doc pointed out, it's going down, but he is third on the lions and receptions. Williams is also tied for first in rushing touchdowns within the five yard line. If he can consistently be scoring those over the course of the season, he can for sure finish top 24, especially if we're just looking at a season-long finish. A weekly start, like Doc was saying, he may not be able to trust him, but if he does get those big games, it'll only make the entire season look better. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm on with you guys. I think it's tough because, as you guys mentioned, again, the usage, the lack of the wide receivers, it's pretty much Hawkinson and them too. And they're going to be down in a lot of games. The game script's going to favor golf, getting it out. They're not going to be running the ball. So I think they'll benefit a lot from that. And uh, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. So I don't really have much I want to add there. Let's move to the next one here. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup will be the number one connection in all of fantasy football in 2021. Doc, is that stuff or fluff? I mean, I feel like I'm just going to say fluff for the majority of these. But it's a really good connection. I do think that... I'm not saying you trade Cooper Cup, but it's almost like a sell high, like his value can't get any higher mm-hmm. because they have other capable weapons. Like Robert Woods, I feel like it's going to get more targets. Uh, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, I think Stafford will spread the ball around. But how can you say he's going to be, that's a better combination than Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams just got targeted 18 times. 19 like, times. 19? I, I think figured it was, out. I think it was 12 uh, catches on 19 targets i i'm looking at uh pro football research right here the point stands and, yeah, yeah what's the difference yeah. 18 19? <laughs> yeah yeah and and i'll say no, bros. 
the the Mahomes Tyreek Hill connection too, because literally just takes one play from Mahomes to throw a seventy yard bomb to Tyreek, and he has a fantasy relevant day. You don't have that with Cooper Cup. I'd say it's easily a top five, maybe top three, but I can't put him over those two. Yeah, the one thing I will say about Robert Woods' target share is normally in a sixteen game season he paces around one hundred twenty five to one hundred thirty targets the last few years. And a 16-game pace right now, that's about 100. So he's down hmm. about 25 to 30 targets from what he would be getting the last couple that's like of one or two, That's like one or two a game. Like you figure he has a game where maybe he has like 12 or 13 targets. Yeah, yeah but and, and I think people are still waiting for that Robert Woods game where they're like, all right, we're going to double Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is going to eat. It's all and he gets an end-around touchdown, and it makes John angry. Could be, could be. Corey, is it stuff or fluff that this will be the number one connection in fantasy football? Yeah, I mean, this is pretty neat so far. The first three games, he has five touchdowns, seven, nine, and nine receptions. I think they can absolutely be the number one connection, but I'm going fluff, just basically what Doc was saying. You know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, like, you can't deny what is going on there. You know, with Cup and Stafford, it's happened for three weeks, which means it's officially a trend, but... Like we're all saying here, Woods, Higby, whatever else happens with Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, it's going to come around full circle and Robert Woods is going to get his time, insert a couple other pieces. So I guess we'll have to see, but I'm saying fluff. Brad, are you on agreement with that, that you don't see them being the number one? I'm I'm also fluff. You know, he's the wide receiver one right now, but, you know, once teams make the adjustment to put their number one corners on cup, he's Stafford's going to spread it around more. And we're going to get Rob, more Robert, Robert Woods, more Tyler Higby. Um, we've got guys like you know Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, DJ Moore. All these people are going to have better opportunities to have more targets than Cups. So I, I, I think that's fluff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, right now he's got a 38% target share in that offense. I don't see that sustaining that high all season with the that's weapons a great, that they have. That's a great call by Doc to sell high on him. I think now – now is literally the perfect time because he's never going to be higher than wide receiver one. So mm, why not yeah. pull the trigger for somebody desperate for he, a wide receiver? He had a not this great of a start, but he had a similar-ish start last year like this, and he tailed off towards the end of the season. So uh, and I agree with Doc. It's a great call there. Let's do one more. And this one I'm going to ask you guys. The Las Vegas Raiders will win the AFC West. This stuff or fluff? Corey. Yeah. Wow. They're uh three and oh, huh? Um, <laughs> I don't think they will win the AFC West and this is based on nothing. Um, the chiefs, they got to find their groove, right? The charges are cool. And apparently the Broncos are a thing. Um, their defense doesn't really see anything special. One interception, seven sacks through three games, and they won two games in overtime and they won each game by under 10 points. I think, um, nine, six, and three. So that's 18 total points. You know, eventually a team's going to figure it out and beat them and their defense is going to let up something. So fluff. I agree. Brad, are you, John's not here. This one is specifically for him to, <laughs> to try to defend Sorry, his John. Raiders. But are you also saying I'm, they have no shot? I'm also going with the fluff. I, I think the Raiders have vastly improved their defense and Derek Carr is an elite in the elite QB conversation. But I see this as like a Seahawks situation where Russell Wilson looks like he's going to win the MVP for the first 10 weeks and then things slow down. Um, I think sustained success is very hard to maintain, and the Raiders haven't had a chance to practice that that skill. So I think they have a greater chance of fumbling as opposed to the Chiefs not getting back on the right track. So it, this is the Chiefs division. I think the Raiders need to accumulate as many wins right now as they can because it's the Chiefs are coming. Doc, I'm assuming you're in agreement. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've won two games in overtime. The Ravens game, they easily could have lost. And I look at some of the bad coaching. Like, John, like they're 3-0 and despite bad coaching from John Gruden. Like, week one, tries to kick a field goal on the second down. The kicker isn't ready. They take a five-yard <laughs> delay of game penalty. Um, there was a, another questionable decision he made against the Dolphins, I think, deciding to go for it on, like, fourth down when it's, like, fourth and six in, in bad territory. Like, they're winning these close games like they should. Like that, that's going to be the difference between whether you're a playoff team or not. But they haven't had good coaching. And that's where I think you're really going to just the later games in the season and when more injuries start to accumulate. I mean, also, Cleveland Farrell was a healthy scratch. Like 
Mm. That was their number four pick <laughs> like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I just think the front office and personnel are so bad that they're winning despite that instead of from that. Fair point, Doc. I, I think we're all in agreement. Let's move to the next segment and let's talk money. Let's talk dueling people. It's time to do, 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 do. All right. So when you duel people in DFS, you're trying to win the money, obviously hit big in the tournaments. Uh, so we're talking our favorite DFS stack mm-hmm. for this week. And if you have a bring back with it, that's great. If not, just at least give your stack that you think the people should be playing this week. So Doc, I'll start with you first. Who's the DFS stack or what is the DFS stack that you think people should look at if they play? So I'm looking at a Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf stack. DK Metcalf always kills the 49ers. We never have any elite corners. Looks to have a little bit of a redemption game. Josh Norman left the game last week with a hurt chest, coughing up blood, went to the hospital. Right now, we're probably going to have Demadre Lenore, who's our fifth round pick, who's who's been a, an okay as a rookie, but I just see Metcalf bruising him and getting at least one touchdown. And then I like Jonathan Taylor for a redemption game. He had 10 for 64. I think a lot of people question the play calling because the Colts were within one score for the majority of the game. So I think that he has a little bit of an easier time this week against Miami. Yeah, so you're all in on DK Metcalf, who as of right now, I'm looking on PFF as far as the matchup. He's not listed up very high, so you're you're all in. I mean, he's he's down at a good matchup at a 66.3 rating. Um, so again, that's, that's you saying you as, seen- as a 49ers fan, I know pretty much who's going to kill us. Okay. All right. <laughs> Is so it Doc- Lenore like five foot nine too? Yeah. He's oh not very God. tall. He's not, this. he's, he's not very tall. Yeah. Oh God. It could be a good a player day. though. A good pick at fifth round, but yeah, he's small. So Doc, he are, plays you with heart. It, are you running it back with a 49ers running back in that game? Who the Seahawks are the worst team against the run through three weeks this year. Is that what you'd bring back player would be? No, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of everything. Like Trey Sermon was the official starting running back, but Kyle Juszczyk got more snaps than him. George Kittle led the league or led the team in receiving. Brandon Ayuk had a bounce back game. Debo still got his normal targets. I don't think there's anyone that's going to eat the way that DK Metcalf will for the Seahawks. All right, so fair enough there. And, Corey, and Trey Lance got a rushing touchdown, so that's the thing. It's like everybody eats on the 49ers. All right, Corey, what's your play? All right. I really have no idea, and I don't even want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but since you asked, uh, let's – I don't know. what I don't do DFS, but let's pick a quarterback, like what, a cheap wide receiver, let's say in a high-volume offense going against okay. a bad defense. Um, that's Carolina. They're going up against Jaguars, right? They're going against Dallas this week, I think. Well, Dallas, who's going up against Jaguars? Cincinnati. Bengals on Thursday. Tyler, Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow. Ooh. Is Higgins playing? That's Dude, I don't know what I'm talking about. No one listened to me, but like, <laughs> how's the weather supposed to be like? Is that a thing? Um, I don't know. I really, I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to delegate over here this way to Brad. You know what though? If, if Tyler Boyd goes off, I'm going to have to bring this up again. I'll be like, man, he he didn't even play, and he called it. That's <laughs> I, uh, Corey. Corey was. I thought you were going to take mine for a little bit because I I was going to go Terrence Sam Marshall. Darnold. I know I was going to go Sam Darnold to DJ Marshall Moore team. against Dallas next week. You're not, worried about, you're not worried Bad about defense. Diggs. Boom. No, oh, I, I, think, Diggs is nice. I think this is going to need to be a shootout because Dallas is scoring in bunches on any defense. And the Cowboys have the 30th ranked pass defense in the league. Um, DJ is Darnold's best connection and Darnold's relatively cheap on all the sites. So you can fit a lot mm. around the duo. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Dave, you make a great point about Trayvon Diggs but I just think he's going to get enough volume and his price is going to come down enough because of that matchup that it makes, it makes sense. I mean, I, I'm definitely, it would be a contrarian play most likely because I think yeah. I'm with Corey. I'm, I'm actually going to probably plug in a lot of Terrace Marshall uh, in my Terrace lineup. Marshall, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Like the secondary guys, because I mean, Devonta Smith was shut down last week. Uh, he has three interceptions this year, Trayvon Diggs. So maybe, mm. and Darnold's not exactly the, the, even though he's played better this year, he's not like somebody that you're choking at. It's just DJ yeah. DJ Moore has so many targets. Yeah. I think he's I, he's at like 33 right now, which is like second in the league. About time, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's looked great this year. But again, I, I think, Brad, if you do play that, that could definitely work if he keeps up yeah. that type of volume. And if they move him around and try to get him away from Diggs, that could help too. But but, but um, you're right. It would be contrarian for a reason because Diggs is not an ideal matchup to target at all. Yeah, so again, on this is just one site, but on PFF, uh, I don't even see that he's not listed anywhere near the top. He's I'm like still scrolling, still yep. scrolling, still scrolling. Yep. He, yeah, he's, I mean, very... Very much contrarian, but again, if, if Brad hits on that, that will be something very different. Robbie Anderson's ranked higher than him right now. I'm still wow. scrolling down. Mm-hmm. So uh, good call. Be very different on that. Let's move to our one of our last segments of the night here, and it is our obscure tight end touchdown call of the week. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, a, what's a weird sound that I could find on my soundboard? So... Uh, this is how this works is we a tight end that's rostered in 50% or less of ESPN leagues that you think score a touchdown this week. So far in the three weeks that we've played this game, only one person has got one so far, and that's John when he got Foster Moreau for the Raiders. Hey, no. So that was a good call. Uh, but Brad, actually, you have you've missed the uh, first few shows. So I don't think this I think this might be your first call you've gotten a chance to make. So uh, this is again just kind of a dart throw. And we keep track all season between the guests and everyone on here to see who can be the tight end whisperer. So, Corey, we'll start with you. Who is that? Who do you think is getting the touchdown that you could pick up off the waiver wire? For sure. So we mentioned the Dan Arnold trade. You know, he might be a cheat play after being traded the Jaguars. He's rostered at 1.2% of leagues. Tyler Conklin, 3.6%. Dawson Knox, 6.3%. You know, heck, even Zach Ertz is rostered in 18.7%. So there's plenty of options out there. I just don't know if these are obscure enough. I mean, obviously they fit the criteria, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, you mentioned Foster Moreau. I'm going with him. People, you know, they may have forgotten about Moreau due to Darren Waller. Makes complete sense. But let's not forget, he was second on the Raiders in touchdowns in 2019 when Waller had a thousand yards. Moreau is my pick. They're going up against the Chargers. I know he's not going to get targeted enough, but, you know, I could easily said Zachers or Conklin, like actually starting tight ends, but... If we're playing the tight end whisperer game, I'm going to go for a deep, deep dive. Wow. Going, That's a good one. We're going back into the Foster Moreau. Well. I love Foster. Like, dude, he's so athletic too, dude. It's insane. Give him a shot. I like it. I, I love the call. Brad, what about you? Who's your pick? I'm going Hunter Henry for this one. I think uh, Mac Jones is going to get a lot of, it's going to get a lot of chances to air it out. And he's been kind of conservative lately. So that leads to the, the slants going to Henry and Bourne mm-hmm. and Johnny Smith. So why not give Hunter Henry a spin? That's my pick. And after Johnny's weird play last mm-hmm. week, maybe Hunter Henry gets a couple more looks. That was a wild thing when he kind of like tossed the ball to the defender. It was. <laughs> Doc, who's your pick? So I was torn between a couple people, but I think I'm going to stick with my original one, and that's Zach Ertz. He got seven yeah. targets last week. Right that game. I, I, I intended to be a little bit of a shootout. I think the Chiefs run up the score early, and then Philadelphia has to come from behind. They had three running back attempts yesterday. I could see, easily see them go into that game script, which means you have more pass catchers. Zach Ertz can't block. I think he gets to a garbage time touchdown. All right, that's fair enough. I'm going with, uh, and I know this has been said on multiple other shows, but I love it, uh, the mute is Luth, the Pat Fryer mute. <laughs> I was uh, thinking that, so yeah. Yeah, he's... um. He's right now, uh, obviously, very, very low owned. He's was on the field for 50% of the team's offensive staffs the first two weeks, just 36% last uh, last week, but he saw a season-high five targets, had his first touchdown. And if you have Juju and you have Deontay Johnson potentially out, uh, I mean, that team's a mess. They need players that are going to catch the ball close to the line of scrimmage. They can't have Najee Harris get 19 targets again. That's not going to happen. So I think he's going to be the one that, that benefits the most, and nice. he's going to be getting a short touchdown when they get in close. So I think he's the the one that benefits in this situation. So uh, hopefully someone else besides John can get on the board for the tight end. I will. Whisper. I will. All right. Let's move to our second to last segment of the show, and it's going to be our question of the week. Hmm. All right. Our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Triple Play. So as Nike says, just do it. All right. Today. 
Exactly. Listen to Corey and Brad. Go ahead, put come put the banner up, Brad. I that was that's a good. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. So our question this week is: If you were to design a commercial advertising fantasy football for your flavor fat play, uh, favorite platform, you get to pick four players that are going to be in this commercial, and you got to tell us kind of the premise of what it's going to be. So. Does anybody have a really good one they want to start with, or I, I, I can kick it off? Doc, you do? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it's going to be four quarterbacks. It's going to be Mahomes. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Brady. It's going to be Russell Wilson, maybe subbing Russell Wilson for Justin Herbert or Kyler Murray. And it's going to be like a QB challenge of like, all right, first one to hit that down there, and then they have to throw balls. And it's going to be all who gets like first pick. Like, all right, we have to dodge like all these crazy defenders. We have to – outrun dogs coming up like they have to do this whole skill set to turn to determine who gets the first pick and it's like you don't know which player it is and then it ends up being like jerry rice and you're like okay it's kind of like that nostalgia factor okay that's a good start so my four is oh yeah oh man (laughs) they don't they don't like this question (laughs) uh so mine is Four players, and it's I got tight ends. I have Travis Kelsey, I have Gronk, and I have George Kittle, and then I have Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts is the new guy in the league, so they're giving him the initiation process of him to be like entered into their fantasy league. So they're making him do like fraternity type of things. They're it sounds like, like the tight end academy, the Kittle, the Kittle. Yeah, like I mean, it's kind of like yeah, where they, you have the fun, goofy tight end, the three of them, and then you have Kyle Pitts, who's supposed to be the new kid on the block, the new hot commodity. And they're like, oh, you don't just get to, you have to like saying like, you can't just be part of our league. You got to, you got to earn your invite into our league. So they have him doing stuff he would do to get in a fraternity, whatever you could, you know, replace whatever you think could, that could consist of. But I think having those three tight ends in one commercial together, I think would be absolutely hilarious. And I think they could have a, a bunch of different ways they could go with things that they would initiate the guys with. So that's where I'm going. Corey, what's your commercial? Okay, hold on. So to preface this, I missed the part that it was supposed to be fantasy related, but I do have a commercial idea, so we're going to roll with it. Yeah, right? go, go ahead. Obviously, we need to get Baker Mayfield. He does enough already. He has experience and he has <laughs> connections. It's good to have a guy. <laughs> you follow that up with Rob Gronkowski because Rob Gronkowski, he's a fun drunk, right? <laughs> yeah. Jamal All Williams right. needs to be involved. He may be the funniest guy in the funny. NFL. So then I was like, who cares about a commercial? Let's do a show. So you have Rob Gronkowski, who, you know, is the fun drunk. Jamal Williams is hilarious. I'm not saying he smokes weed, but if, you know, he's smoking weed, he could be more funny. So you got you got both parties involved. You have the <laughs> drinkers and the potheads, right? So now we need one more player, right? So I feel Aaron Rodgers is a good person to utilize for marketing purposes. So now what is the purpose of this? It's going to be a food show, right? Where wow. Aaron Rodgers is going to taste test foods, a Denver omelet, Wisconsin cheese curds from Culver's. And then he's going to pick his favorite as this is LeBron's <laughs> the, the, cho- the decision. He's going to pick the best food <laughs> for what team he's going to be going oh to gosh, in 2022. This is that's amazing. I love that. We might commercial. have to take this down. We might have to, to patent that for cool. I right? love this. I love this. Oh so that went God. from a commercial to like an hour long show. Even better. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, that was awesome. I, I'm not even I'm not even gonna act like I came up with one. I'm just gonna let Corey win. <laughs> that's a Brad thing to do. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I'm, I'm glad I went ahead of Corey because yeah, I think that's a good one to end on. Hey. If that ever becomes something, we know who was the uh, brainchild, had the brainchild. Yeah, NFL, I know you're watching. (laughs) All right, let's move to the last segment of the night, and that's going to be our game of the week. Brad, just for you, I cut it off so no copyright can be done. There you go. All right, so our game of the week is called the last name game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a statement with someone's last name being the correct answer, but you got to tell me their whole name. So I'll give you an example. This player's last name represents someone who prefer, who uh, prepares food for you. And the answer would be Dalvin Cook. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Like chef, chef, chef. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it should so have been. So what do we buzz in? Was, we have to buzz in first? Buzz in, you buzz in with your name. So whoever's okay. name buzzes in first. So their last what? name is the answer, but you got to say their whole name to get the point. Should we just shout it out? Just say, so you buzz in with your name. So if you know, you'd be like, Corey. And then I'll be like, all right. 
Yeah. <laughs> a buzz noise. I was like, what do I do, dude? I don't have a soundboard. <laughs> so uh, these are, I think you guys should be able to get these. How many so do we I, have? I, like five? I, I didn't get Elvin Cook, dude. I was thinking, oh, who's the chef last name? That, that was a stretch, but that was just. What, a, what do you yeah, mean? We'll That's do a perfect answer, dude. It's a, he's a cook. Okay. You guys, we'll you guys will get these. You guys, you guys will get these fast. That's why I prepared. Oh, right. So I don't know. Right. I do. This quarterback's, this quarterback's last name represents something that a spider likes to spin and catch flies in. Eric. Oh, oh Brad. Corey. Uh, Eric, I think, was first. Go ahead. Joe Webb. Incorrect. That's not the one I had down. That's Brad. who I had in my head. Davis Webb. Say. Brad is correct. It is Davis Webb. What's the nice difference? Name. It's the same last name. You uh, know so, what? David, David did I, this for baseball. And I said Mike Trout, and he's like wrong. And it ended up being a guy named Anthony Bass. I was like, both are right answers. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, so it's, it's all, Davis Webb. These are all active players, and I you don't didn't think say that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. You could, you know what? It was. Listen, good stop trying to take my point. The away. answer was Davis Webb. Sorry, it's not. It's not Joe Webb. All right, number two. This player's last name represents somebody who is related to you. A quarterback. Eric. Go ahead. Kirk Cousins. Oh, that is, that is correct. Kirk Cousins. Someone who's really, I'll, I'll say the I position. Feel so dumb, I'll dude. say the position too to help you guys get it. Make it. Look no, you don't need to. You don't no, need that's to. That's too easy. It's not like I'm going to get it anyways. <laughs> All right, number three. This player's last name represents somewhere where you can go get a fresh fade, shape up, or just a plain haircut. Eric. Go ahead. Peyton Barber. <laughs> nice job. That's correct. Uh, I got to. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the satisfaction of hearing your correct answer. Wow. Okay. I want the one person cheer at the end. That's what I'm striving for. <laughs> He's already calling for the win. Number four. This player's last name represents a big city in the state of Texas. Eric. Dude, how do you know? Dude, Tavon Austin. Cheating. That's a great answer. What do you mean incorrect. is incorrect? How, how is that? No, he's, he's active as well. He is, but yeah. that's not the one I have down. But you can't say that it fits the criteria uh, and it isn't it. But there's another one that does as well. Yeah, I could say Justin Houston. El Paso. Oh, <laughs> it's another great one, but that's not the answer. Because neither neither Corey or I, don't I had know it. nothing, dude. Uh, the, the what are even cities in Texas? David, I could say DJ Dallas. Okay, that's the correct that, answer. Oh, I get the, do I get the point for that? It? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'm to bad you. At, at games like this, dude. DJ okay. Dallas is the correct answer. All right, number five. This player's no. last name represents green that can grow on a on a side of a rock. Oh, Eric. Corey. Oh, I, I think I think. I think like uh, I think Corey beat you on that Doc, one. But it, I knew that one. It was Doc. All right. It's Ekmos. Number six. This player's last name represents the smallest form of US currency. Corey. Eric. Go ahead. Rashad Penny. Correct. All right, Corey. Let's go. You like you gave that to me, dude. Come on. You beat Doc to it though. I know, but like he was waiting. He's like, come on, idiot, say something. <laughs> I don't even remember like what's my name? What I didn't remember it. This player's last name represents the chips that you can pop, but you can't stop. Eric. Oh. Byron Pringle. Nice. That is correct. Nice. Nice. All right, we got three left. This player, Brad, Brad, please get on the board. (laughs) I got got the first one. He got the first one. Yeah, you did. This player's last name represents the way that ducks walk. Corey. I think Brad got that (sighs) one. Brad got it. Damn it. That is correct. That's oh, bad. that's good. I didn't think about that. Damn it. All right, we got two left. This player's last name represents your underarms. Brad. Corey. Brad, ah, God you... damn it, Brad. My name's it's... too long. It has like two syllables. Correct. <laughs> I don't think any of you have a shot. Brad, are you within a point of Eric? I have three. I got five. All right. So this one will be the last one for fun. I have one. This player's last name represents the place that Hansel and Gretel got lost in. Make sure to set out breadcrumbs in this area and find your way home in a lot of trees. Eric, who's what is Robert Woods? That is correct. Nice job. I didn't know Alice to to describe that one. Just disappointed myself. Corey, you did get one. Got one. I got a couple like Corey's out there, but some people are just quick (laughs) with it. So it's all good. Doc, apparently this is your game, man. Because I told you the last name game in the connecting is mine. Yeah, but give me that one person cheer, baby. Unfortunately. Doc Woo! gets the win, so he gets oh. his uh his one person cheer. Yay! Man, this has been a good day. Won the game, called Brad out on Calvin Ridley. I can die a happy man. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fantastic. But on that note, Corey, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. It was a ton of fun to be able to have you join us. Thank you, David, Eric, Brad. Appreciate the invite. As always, thank you for inviting me on. It was a pleasure.
Yeah, man. And before we go, please make sure you plug all the stuff you got going on. What the people need to know about Corey Spala, maybe even give them a, a Mo's yeah. plug or something. Oh, Mo's. Yeah, shout out to Mo's. Uh, yeah, Corey Spala, C-R-E-Y-S-P-A-L-A. Yeah, of course, I didn't say the name right, so my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Either do I. Um, Corey Spala, Twitter, uh, load the wagon. Uh, what do I do it? Wednesdays, 7 p.m., coming off the edge. Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Oh, look, it's 7.30. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, what do I do? I write for DLF. I have a YouTube.com slash The Checklist. I don't know. I upload whatever I want, whenever I want. If you feel the vibes, come on over and hang out. It's a good time. It's awesome. I was actually checking a bunch of stuff out when I was uh, writing your intro, and I was watching a bunch of the videos that you had on your YouTube channel. It's great stuff. It's great Thank stuff. The, the creativity and the team that you got uploading stuff on your YouTube channel. It's it's awesome. So if you guys have not checked that out, you got to check that out as well as the other shows. No you big do. deal. <laughs> but everybody that watches Triple Play Fantasy, whether you watch the shows, you listen to the podcast, we appreciate you guys each and every single week. Next week, we're going to be joined by Jennifer Pianchetti who is uh, part of S Sports Illustrated, also a SiriusXM on-air host. She's uh, one of the best people in the fantasy community. So stay tuned for that. Until then, make sure you stay safe out there. Enjoy your seven mm -hmm. hours of commercial-free football. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. Catch mm -hmm. you guys in the next one.